You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. When it comes to effectively transferring wealth to the next generation, a key consideration is probate, which can take a long time. To explain this further, Here's Norman Ewing with McMillan Estate Planning. He's in conversation with trust and estate planning specialist, Sherry McMillan. We see often uh, uh, with uh, estates going probate through probate that uh, it, it can last uh, eight to ten months or maybe even longer uh, to uh, deal with all the complications and, and get a grant of probate so the assets can be dealt with. And what, what really happens uh, during that delay period is, uh, you know, assets are, are frozen. There's, there's basically a waiting game uh, on getting this grant of probate so you can actually deal with those assets. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there isn't growth on those assets. Uh, the, you know, the beneficiaries aren't uh, necessarily accessible or, or being able to use some of those assets. Uh, and so, you know, because of those issues, um, see, oftentimes we're looking at, uh, do we want assets to go through probate um, or do we want to structure them differently so that uh, perhaps uh, we can uh, transfer them a little bit quicker? Uh, and this is something that uh, you deal with planning on the investment side uh, quite regularly, Sherry. Well, certainly, I think that a lot of families are unaware that through trust provisions that we can actually have wealth transfer outside of probate. And I think this is a fairly new concept in Canada, certainly not new in the EU and UK. It's been traditionally done for a very long period of time. And even in the U.S., it's been done for a couple hundred years. But having that privacy on substantial estates can be really relevant And it can also mean that you can plan according to fair and equal, isn't it true? Yeah, and uh, you know, often it's just of of how you want to transfer those assets, how you structure them so that they can flow uh, in perhaps a quicker fashion. I mean, you know, some investments uh, we can set up uh, so that they can be in the hands of the next generation and working for them in as little as thirty days. That's a big difference from uh, eight to ten months. And I think it's uh, fundamentally important because of opportunity costs and the volatility of the marketplace that we've seen, especially the last decade, is we want the wealth to transfer in a timely fashion because even a year difference, six months difference can be dramatic on the opportunity cost on that wealth. Absolutely. And, and of course, beyond the issue of, uh, you know, how do we get the wealth? Uh, maybe we've, we've gone through this legacy plan and uh, we've, we've figured out where we want to get it to. Uh, we've looked at some of the tax issues. Uh, we've uh, looked at uh, the right uh, vehicles of, of transferring that wealth to the next generation. Um, but one of the uh, fundamental things that uh, we have to look at and, and discuss with our clients as well is, are the children ready to inherit this wealth? Uh, you know, be it a, a family business, uh, family farm, are they ready to take over things on that uh, regard? Uh, you know, maybe it's uh, just uh, straight wealth, or, you know, real estate and, and a large uh, investment uh, portfolio. Uh, are, are they ready to inherit a significant inheritance? Uh, and that's something uh, that uh, um, you're quite familiar with in, in, in planning with clients, Sherry. Well, I think I really big thing to consider when we're considering whether our children are ready or not is also outside influence that may impact our child. So there have been studies done that it's really important in the sensitive years where children come into their own 
that we don't overgive because they may not have the need or requirement then to become self-reliant. And most parents want their children to become self-reliant. So when I started in practice over 20 years ago, I used to see families selecting young ages, you know, 18, 21, 25. But what I've observed recently is a shift by a good decade. So parents are saying, look, I don't want my children to get all this wealth when it's so much early. I'd rather see them become in control of it, say, in 30, 35. And I think that's really important because that real decade that they've become adults is the most important decade for them to find their own path. Yeah, that's so true, Sherry. We're seeing the uh, the ages being pushed out uh, to 30, 40 and, and, and things like that. And uh, that doesn't mean that uh, we can't have a plan to get the children involved at uh, an earlier stage. Uh, you know, if it's a business or uh, or even just a transfer of wealth, uh, we can have them uh, in, involved earlier in a co-capacity, working with someone else uh, in the management of that business, in the investment or, or the uh, management of, of those funds. Uh, and there can be a grooming period. They work with someone uh, so that uh, they gain the experience, uh, the the comfort uh, and the level to deal with that effectively. We may at some point uh, turn it over to them uh, fully and completely, um, but we may want to set that period in place so that they can can build up that uh, financial literacy and that comfort uh, to really manage these assets effectively um, so that uh, this this legacy transfer uh, is going to be good in the long term. Now, Norman, one of the questions that I think is prominent in modern society is that the divorce rates have become over 60% in Canada. And are you finding parents are very concerned about the wealth that they transfer to their bloodline? Well, that's one of the biggest issues uh, that uh, people want to talk about uh, when when they come into us is, uh, yeah, they have an idea of where they want to transfer their wealth, um, but they have concerns that, uh, uh, you know, maybe they're... uh, um, son uh, isn't uh, uh, you know his relationship uh, maybe isn't as strong as as, as they may think or uh, you know they may uh, be looking at statistics and say I have you know several children here uh, with these statistics um, even though their relationships seem great um, there's the risk out there that um, you know the, these assets that I want really to go to my children uh, may be split in some sort of a uh, you know divorce or, or uh, um, property settlement on that and so you know, that's something uh, fundamental that uh, our, our clients are wanting uh, and we're working uh, with finding solutions for them so that uh, we can, uh, you know, transfer that wealth on to, to where they want. Uh, we can set things up in a smart fashion so that, um, uh, you know, whether it's the transfer of wealth or gifts during their lifetime, uh, we can make sure that uh, there's protection around that. So uh, it's really intended just for their bloodline. Uh, the You know, there's the spouses of their children can certainly benefit from it uh, as long as they're together with their uh, you know, their children. But uh, we want to make sure that uh, we don't structure it in such a fashion uh, so that uh, if the uh, the uh, wealth transfers on to the next generation uh, and then there's a divorce, uh, half of that gets lost. And I think that's a really fundamental need that families have in modern society. So, you know, one of the myths I think that exist is that if you've written a will that says I give it to my child and in turn if my child is not with us then it goes to the next generation being my grandchildren that actually still doesn't provide the protection that we're speaking about because if your child passes the day after you then that wealth potentially is not going to the grandchild it could potentially go to the spouse if they've inherited it in advance 
And I think that's really important for people to know that a will does not provide spousal protection or bloodline protection, really estate planning and trust planning does. Absolutely. And and sometimes it's just looking at the practicality uh, of, of how life often happens uh, versus the theoretical. Uh, you know, often uh, people will look, uh, you know, I'm going to provide this inheritance uh, to my children. Uh, they're going to keep it separate. Uh, and in keeping it separate, uh, they'll, they'll keep it free from, you know, any potential claims in that regard. Real life doesn't really work that way. Uh, real life uh, has, uh, you know, the next generation inheriting money and, and perhaps buying a new house to together or doing things like that. And so we have to set it up in a fashion that it works for real life, um, but it still protects the children. I know, Norman, that you often say be proactive in your legacy plan. Can you explain that a little bit further? Well, uh, you know, uh, being proactive is is so important uh, with uh, estate planning and, and especially with legacy planning, because, uh, you know, you may have ideas uh, in your mind as, as to how you want things to happen. You may have started working towards some of that in, in getting a will in place. Um, but, uh, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen in the future to any of us. And, and so the reality is some of these plans, uh, you know, come into uh, place um, faster than uh, we would really expect. And, uh, you know, the reality is if you haven't been proactive in a situation like that, uh, what's going to happen is uh, there's, you know, the potential for uh, your estate paying a greater amount of taxes. Uh, There's the potential for uh, people uh, coming forward and challenging your will. Uh, There's a potential for things uh, not being accessible as as quickly to the next generation as we may uh, really want. And so even if you don't have... um, all of the uh, the ideas figured out at this point. If if uh, you sit down with an estate planner and and work through a legacy plan and and really uh, hit uh, on all these different areas, um, then you get things in place so that uh, you're not worried about uh, your estate uh, going more to the government than uh, potentially your children or some of these other issues. Uh, because we found solutions uh, and worked through these today, um, so that you're ready for tomorrow. And the key to being ready for tomorrow is planning today. For more information on the topics we covered on the program today, we welcome you to visit our website, macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.